Welcome to The Sale Ring, a podcast dedicated to real estate brokers, agents, and America's top auctioneers that keep the markets moving. Join your hosts, Sean and Trina, as they talk with most successful realtors, marketing and technology experts, investors, and influencers. Welcome to The Sale Ring. Sean, do you suppose accounting will green light me buying a triangle so I can... Ting, ting. Yeah. <laughs> so I can go ting, 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 ting. Welcome to the sale ring. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like wind chimes it's, or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. They yeah, will? So okay. I'll you know put what? the order in today. I'll, I'll buy. What did you say? You need wind a chimes? Triangle. No, a triangle. A triangle. Do you so know what that was ding, before, ding, 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 ding. before we shortened that up? They actually had a bell, a bell yeah. that was a, um, it sounded like the bell that you use in boxing. Yep. Yep. You know, the, the whole boxing, um, I, I don't know, ding, ding, you know, the boxing yeah. ring's there getting ready to start. Yeah. So it was very prominent. Yeah. Now, when it gets now to that part a, in a the triangle. intro, it's like, <laughs> ring. It's like a fresh breeze scent. It is shorter, though. I'll yeah. give them that. That's craziness. Yeah. Well, we got a great show. Uh, I'm excited because we're going to talk about something that um, is... Uh, I guess cutting edge. I was reading it. It's it technically um, artificial yes. intelligence has been around since the 1950s, oh, yeah. but it's really taking hold right now. There's a lot of momentum and a lot of emphasis being put on it. So we brought in uh, an artificial intelligence specialist, a technology guy that uh, studies this stuff, Mr. Jim Nowak. Mm-hmm. Jim, thank you for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me on board. So Jim works in the United Country and, and heads up the technology department at the home offices. Um, and AI is uh, obviously part of uh, something that a lot of companies are looking at to assist on a lot of fronts. But uh, Jim follows this stuff, and we've had some great conversations, you know, in the hallway and in the office about it. And I said, you know, this would be a great topic for the podcast show. Seems to be the buzzword of the times, it doesn't is. it? It's just everywhere. It, it absolutely is. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions uh, about it. So, you know, part of what we could talk about today would be maybe uh, what is AI? Just a, a point of clarification, I guess, to get everybody headed in the right direction. In its yes. most simplest form, and, uh, and by the way, I, my role just means I'm, a, uh, I'm not an expert in anything. I'm a jack of all trades, <laughs> you master, know, of, master none. of none, uh, but I do study this and I have looked into it quite a bit. Um, AI on its own, I mean, at its most, most rudimentary form, what it is is a database, and it's a database of whatever it is you're trying to artificial intelligent and it's applied statistics to go with it so that given a input what is the most optimal output that's basically and it's and it's like the it's the convergence of statistics as a science computer science as a science um, and um, other things. And I, I can't even get into it right now. But that's basically what it is. And so that means when you hear about, well, the AI has to learn, uh-huh. that's what it's talking about. It's talking about adding more data into that database that they apply the statistics to. Yeah. So uh, what has happened today, and especially since uh, November, good grief, the launch of ChatGPT <laughs> in November just took the internet by storm just nuts just went nuts already millions and millions of subscribers to this thing and what they did is they just basically put together a database if you will of the of what they knew about the internet you know google search algorithms and all of that plugged it in every everything that they know and turned it on yeah and so going into chat gpt you can ask a question like you're talking to a human being and it responds is it responding correctly? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, uh, you have to take what it says with a grain of salt, you know. So if you go to ChatGPT, you can just search for it, ChatGPT. You can create an account right off of your Gmail account. Mm-hmm. And you can plug into it a question. Um, or any email account or phone number, by the way. Yeah. I, I set this up just using my phone number, and it texted me a code, and... I put it back in the screen just to verify I was there and 
bam, done, no email required. Yeah, it's just, it's, to, just to clarify. Yeah, <laughs> it's not tied to Google it's, at all. Yeah, and, and that's on the free side. And, mm-hmm. and if you go and you pay a premium, you can have, have even you can have premium response and yeah. things like that. There's there's different, but you don't have to pay for it. But it's changing everything. It's even changing video games. Mm-hmm. Well, with that being said, it's only a matter of time before. They're introducing it to the market, but then they'll figure out how to monetize it, right? They're oh, yeah. they're oh, gonna yeah. they're gonna start charging and upcharging for additional services, a more robust chat beat, uh, GPT or better quality responses or more there depth are analysis. Careers actually being created because of this. Yeah. Now there are also fears, um, like we've had. You know, we've run across uh, people that write uh, marketing copy. Yeah. And they're concerned, well, what about my job? Mm-hmm. Well, their job is actually still quite secure, at least for the time being, I think. But I think there will be a disruption at some point. Because if you look at it as just a tool, that's all it is. It's like how to put a, ha- a nail inside of a piece of wood. You use a hammer. It's a tool. It's, I mean, you could use your fist. It might take you a while. And it might hurt. But the best tool for the job is the hammer. Well, they've come up with another tool for you know, writing a couple of paragraphs on a ranch house or something. And the we still need the copywriter, though, to go through it and make sure it's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that case, it could be a disruption eventually. But right now, I don't, it's not, I don't see so much of a disruption. Yeah. You know, as far as losing jobs are concerned. But it's also creating jobs. And I can get to it more into that a little bit later. But uh, it's been something. It's been quite a ride. We were just talking about um, movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the name of that movie? Free Guy. Free Guy it, with... Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yeah. right. And so it was funny because we were talking about you know video games. So the next generation of video games. So, um, and, and I'm a video gamer at heart. I always have been since I was a kid. Uh, but in video games, generally speaking, you have what's called... Uh, net non-player characters, NPCs. Mm-hmm. This is the whole premise of that video, isn't it? Or that movie. Um, where uh, in traditional video games, you go in, you play the game, and you go to these non-player characters. These are characters that there's no human being behind them. Yeah. And there's canned questions, canned responses, and that's just the way it is. And, they, and that's yeah. how the video yeah, I mean, that goes right. all the way back to, like, the 80s, you know, computer games. Right. Like, Oregon Trail. It's, you know, oh, you pick this one response out of five different things and this is your options. That and it's, it's really know, it's comical. It's a list of things. So. Did you say Oregon Trail? I did. So uh, it's just like a trail of organs? <laughs> no, that's a video game. Oh, Oregon. Okay. <laughs> but a, a great example of it is Jumanji. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jumanji yeah. is an yeah. example of uh, non-player characters and their canned responses and the mm-hmm. whole thing when you, when you watch that movie. Well, the next generation of video games is you will be able to go to these non-player characters and talk to it like anybody else, and yeah. they'll respond. Like anybody else. Like anybody yeah, else. like a real person. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. It's something else. And so that takes us to the Ryan Reynolds movie where a non-player character wakes up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wakes up and figures out there's more to it than just the game that he's in. Mm. So really, yeah. I haven't seen the movie, but I just saw yeah. the clip yeah. on it, and that was really fascinating. I've seen parts of that movie when it came out. I, I've watched parts of. I don't. I haven't sat and watched the whole thing, but it's I, a good movie. Yeah. You guys will like it. Not. N- we are not endorsing. Like we are not getting paid to endorse this movie today no. by <laughs> any means. I might be, unfortunately, <laughs> but it is a good movie. And I mean, you'll see what we mean by non-play. You know, non-player um, characters. It's just the guys on the sidelines that are usually just running the bank or you know running in the background of a of a any kind of video game or, you know, just background characters, essentially. Yeah, and, so. and you get missions and things. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm getting way off topic. Yeah, well, but not, we not really, though. So artificial intelligence is the ability to train a, uh, uh, a character 
to learn from activities or the environment it's in. And instead of having just canned responses to that where they're on the, it's kind of like the old games that used to be on a track, you know, and it just, it went through and just went very serial. This one is set in, you know, on on a level field and it can turn in any direction. It can go anywhere Mm -hmm. at once based on what the need and the requirement and the learning is. Right. And basically what we've done is we've turned up the notch on all of this stuff and we've turned up the volume on it. It's, uh, no long, and you know, it used to be that we in video game speak, if you said a game had good AI, mm-hmm. it was because if you went down the left hallway and you're going to shoot an enemy in the video game, you go down the left hallway, well, the good AI would know to circle around, come up behind you, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yep. Um, but we're t- taking it even to the next level here. And letting it figure it out, like do whatever it wants to do, not just what is programmed to do. Yeah. So very even, fascinating. even in the early days, there was a lot of things that um, were in, I guess, digital in video games that were on a loop. Yeah, you know, the oh, program yeah. was written, but once you get to the end of the program, like in the background, you know, birds coming in or noises or whatever, yeah. just scenery, it would just be on a loop, and yeah. it, it, would, it would cycle through. It run complete a cycle and then start again, and just well, now was, instead of it being on a loop, that bird will see you down there. And decide to fly in the other direction. Yes. And and as this progresses, depending on what your response is to that, yeah. it may learn from that and do something different the next time yeah. and different the next time. Correct. And, because your actions add more data to the database yeah. and more statistics is applied for the input and the response and the whole thing. It's that is just, crazy. It is nuts. Yeah. So that's what's happened is that they've had terabytes of terabytes of data that have been turned online. And they apply statistics to it, and you can ask questions. So what's fascinating is, and I and I guess we can get right into it, is that for a real estate listing, I was playing around with ChatGPT, and I thought, you know, what would happen if I wanted to write a listing description? What if I was selling my home, and I wanted to write a description of my home as a listing? Yeah. So I went into ChatGPT, and said, I'm selling my home, gave it my address, Please write for me a description mm-hmm. that I would put in the listing. And it wrote it within yeah. seconds. And it was damned accurate. Mm-hmm. Really? It was amazingly accurate. It knew that I lived in the country. It knew my nearby town. Uh, it knew that um, the home that I was li- that I live in, it's, it's a nice uh, getaway, that mm-hmm. kind of language. Yeah. It was just, it was beautifully done, actually. Um, and this goes into the whole subject of there's careers being created in AI now having to do with, uh, prompts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's full AI on how to ask an AI question. Like, and that's what he's talking about. Prompting. So there's this, how the prompt is the question. The, the term is prompt engineering. Yeah. And there are people out there that have learned about this and how to, become experts in mm-hmm. how to prompt AI to get give you the response that you want. So I said, here's my address. I'm writing. I'm going to sell my home. I need a listing description. And it came back with something. And I said, well, I want it to be a little lighter. And it knew what I meant by that. Yeah. You know, I want it to be more jovial, a little with really more humorous conversational. Or, or, or conversational or, yeah. conversational or lighter, all of those terms. It understood, and it'll rewrite the description accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, then I said, okay, but um, my nearest shopping is Warrensburg, Missouri. It put that into, it remembered my previous yeah. questions and added, okay, with shopping nearby in Warrensburg, Missouri. But still lighter, more and, conversational. And still lighter, so more conversational. Yeah. And, and so what you do, in a good prompt would be something like, Okay, um, I live at such and such address. Oh, you might even start off with something like, I am going to give you some information and press enter. And I'm talking about chat GPT. I've done, I've done this. I say, okay, I, what is the information? I'm, I live at, and I give my address. Okay, you live at this address. Mm-hmm. What else? What can I do for you? Yeah, like what do you actually want? Right, what Why do you, are you actually, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to sell my home. I need a listing description that is informative, conversational, with three paragraphs, 
three headings to go with those paragraphs that are eye-catching presenter. And it looked up my address, knew that I lived in the country, knew my lo- general location. Yeah, it probably I, pulled up the last listing data it had on, on yep. whatever, mm-hmm. on Zillow or wherever, anywhere. Yep. It knew three bedrooms, two baths, you know, the whole thing. It included that in the description. And then I said, okay, nearest shopping Warrensburg, you know, with wonderful shopping and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, then I could add, if I wanted to, I could add in our favorite pastime, sitting out behind the house uh, during the late spring and watching fireflies, you know, at our fire pit. And it would figure out how to fold that in. It would fold that right into the text, and it's just beautifully done. So is all of this being done on the free version? Yes. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. It is. 100%. Yes. Yikes. It's fun to play with. It's fun to look at all the new AI tools out there, the free ones. I mean, there are like thousands and thousands and thousands of AI tools. I know right now we're just talking about chat GPT, right. but that's one of the best free ones there are out there. But there's all kinds for creating music, brand new music out of nothing, out of thin air. You just say, I want to hear a happy song and bam, yes, here's a happy song for you that we created from nothing, from thin air. So it's not even really a song. No, it's, it's just not, they're just putting yeah. words to yeah. music. It's not and, any real song you've ever heard before or is a real song. It's just creating new music for you. So Same uh, with like art and things like that, all of that stuff. Yeah, so and there are other great uses for it. So uh, recently I had to write a letter to an email to, uh, you know, one of our affiliates. And, you know, and it was going to be a little sketchy, mm-hmm. but I had to let it inform them of some things. And so I said, so I went to chat, uh, GPT. I said, you know, these are my prompts. It's all about the prompts. I'm telling you, it's all about the prompts. Yeah. So I need to send a letter. I need it to be marketing voiced, you know, have a marketing voice. I need it to be positive. Um, and it said, okay, what's, and I'd like you about to edit. Yeah. I've already written it. I'd like you to edit it for me to make it these things. You know, marketing, uh, soft voice, uh, you know, whatever. And pasted my letter in there. I said, okay, here's your letter rewritten. I read it, and I'm like, damn, it was right on target. Yeah. It was just amazing. So it understands all of this stuff. Yeah. Where do we go from here? (laughs) You know, what's what's next? I mean, it's – did you guys ever watch the movie Idiocracy? No, I mean, yeah. yeah, we've talked about this before. I've well, that is actually, I know where you're going with this because that is actually one of my fears. Yeah, I mean, it's everything comes to us on a platter so easy that we stop thinking for ourselves yes. and uh, we start um, regressing, yeah. you know, the other direction. And that's, I don't know. So, that, Idiocracy, I think we probably should explain it, is a, is a movie about how um, only. So it, the, the premise is, is that only the smart and intelligent people are having babies. No, wait. The smart and intelligent people are not having babies. And so 100 years, 200 years from now, all we have are dumb people that are reproducing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this one guy ends up, he's, he's what, he's hibernated or oh, you went back, uh, cryo-froze or something. And he woke up in this new era. Now he's the smartest man on the planet. Yeah. And whereas he had just an average... Intelligence, <laughs> before, intelligence yeah. and they were threatened by him yeah, yeah. they were scared yeah. of him for a while right yeah. and, and so but that's the one of the things that um i had to be careful of so i was writing a set of requirements for one of my projects mm-hmm. and it was a project i really you know jack of all trades master of none i'm learning this thing on the fly and so i'm saying all right, i have to do the project put in my prompts this is what it is this is what my stakeholders this is what i'm after can you set me can you give me the uh, write the requirements for me? Mm-hmm. And it did. When I got done, because I did it, I had to do that several times for each of this different departments that I was working. Anyway, when I got done, I realized I didn't know what was in it. <laughs> You're like, oh, I need to read through this. <laughs> yeah, I need <laughs> now I need to see what it says. Now I got to study. <laughs> yeah. now you that's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. 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 That's totally yeah. a problem. It was, it was content that I asked for that I basically engineered, and I knew nothing about it. I mean, we have to challenge ourselves a little bit every day for knowledge and retention. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. if you don't use it, you lose it. I mean, there's a lot 
actually factual in that statement. Yeah. You you need to go back through and, yeah. and rehash stuff and, and just to make sure that it, it stays fresh. And Yeah, but on the flip side, though, on the auctioneering and the, um, uh, you know, um, a real estate side, it is a great tool that because whereas a, a real estate agent, they want to list and sell homes. They don't want to be so wrapped up in marketing that mm-hmm. that it gets in the way. So it's a great tool for them to be able to write some good content for, for a listing description. Um, to uh, You can even use it to find out crime statistics in a neighborhood, you know. what are Please add in crime statistics for yeah. this listing, that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, it is just a handy tool to have at your fingertips to do that. Further, um, this is one of the projects that we're working on is uh, being able to take those listing images or auctioneering images mm-hmm. and put them into our system, let AI do its thing over it, and it'll say, oh, this is an image of a kitchen. Yeah. So yeah. this is the kitchen at such and such address, um, and it's, uh, and it'll even tell you, it might even be able to say something like, uh, f- you know, custom designed for foodies, you know, or whatever. Uh, that kind of, those kind of tools can only make a real estate agent or an auctioneer's life easier. Yeah. And I'm going to add that if you know the rules of SEO and things like that, you can type that right into the, that request as that well. That becomes part of the prompts. <laughs> yes. No, it, it totally does. I need this SEO optimized yes. for to to show up on on your sale. Yes. Uh, or on a, on a you know, a, an, a, a, go, a Google search. On, yeah. A Google search. Right. right. Google. Uh, SEO optimized for these keywords. Yeah. You can do that in your prompt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it knows what to do. Knows how to write it. I've got it chalked up. We got Chat GPT chalked up. We're going to slip away. We're going to hear from our sponsors. We'll come back in just a few minutes with uh, Jim Nowak, and we're going to talk more about AI and uh, see if this Chat GPT really works. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? unitedcountry.com over 30,000 farm recreational and lifestyle properties are just a click away helping people find their American dream for over 90 years we will help you find yours log on now to unitedcountry.com and find your freedom thinking about selling a real estate investment but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday, so register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. So we're back in the studio with Jim Nowak and while we were on commercial, um, I typed into ChatGPT. If you haven't checked this out, check it out. Uh, ChatGPT, we typed in, what is the auction value of a Ford Model A? And here's what ChatGPT says. The auction value of a Ford Model A can vary widely depending on a number of factors, including the car's condition, rarity, history, and location, generally speaking. A well-preserved original Model A in good running condition could sell anywhere from $10,000 to $30,000 at auction. 
While a fully, fully restored and sought-after Model A could command prices uh, that exceed 30000 However, it's important to note that these are just a rough estimate. The actual prices could greatly vary depending on a number of factors. If you have a specific Model A in mind, it's always a good idea to consult with a classic car appraiser or attend an auction to get a better sense of the market value. Yeah. So that's... Oh, Not a, a bad response. response. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's kind of informative, that's a, isn't it? That's a pretty good response, yeah. <laughs> Excuse so me. so um, you might, maybe there's a legal stipulation that you need to have written. Uh, like um, recently I did one for uh, somebody wanted to, um, we were going to take control of a domain name, but they wanted the rights to be able to call it back. So I had JatGPT to write me a legal, something in legalese. Yeah, right. Legal description for. Oh, he hit. Oh, he hit, he hit refresh. Go again. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting. If you don't like the response you get, you can regenerate a response, yeah. and it will it, every time. it will reposition its uh, um, the statement that it makes its its return. It it will it will change that, and then there's a pocket pop up, and it's uh, it's still learning. It's still asking. Uh, because it just gave me a pop-up and says, was this response better, worse, or equal mm-hmm. to the first one? And it's it's asking you, are, are so we on the learning. right track? Yeah, so, yeah. Maybe it's learning. Yeah. So I've got a search box. Tell me what you just asked. Um, I don't know. Think of a legal stipulation that you guys, that you use a lot in auctioneering. Um, I don't know. Um, something simple. Um, um, what do you use Lead paint on shop? toys yeah, or something. Yeah, well. You don't really want that. There's a whole disclosure. That's a federal How disclosure. You can't. You don't want that. To- money do you have to put down in a real estate auction? I mean, you're just asking questions. It'll, well, it okay. a, yeah. Will it answer it? Maybe. Yeah. But it's going to say that depends on the auctioneer. Yeah, like, that's right. the answer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, but that's still good information, though. Yeah. That might come from for normal, like if the, no, it says it says that. a lot more than that. Yeah, because then cases, it goes on, yeah, to say in some cases the down payment can range from five to ten percent of the purchase price, but it's important to note this can vary significantly. Um, auctions, some auctions may require higher percentage, such as twenty percent or more down, especially with higher value properties. So, it's. Uh, it, it's interesting because it's taking it's taking a lot of knowledge and uh, the amount of speed that yeah. it can cycle through all yes. of that and return it's a result to you. If you ask it a question, it's pulling everything from the internet and answering your question. I understand that, but my but what I'm saying is is there's there's billions of words yeah. out there on the internet and things that have been written. It's amazing how quick it's going through that to gather the information and return that. It's using that statistical model. And as I was saying, yeah. to, to put all that together um, and what, so, and that description that I gave was just a very simplistic, what chat GPT did that others hadn't been doing before was to apply uh, neural linguistic. I'm uh, not, what is it? NLP, natural language processing mm-hmm. to the whole thing. Okay. So not only is it taking in your natural language processing, like it understood your question, even though you didn't put a question mark there. Yeah. All right. It understood that as a question and using natural language processing. And not only that, but it spit out to you natural language processing, you know, you know, filtered through that. So that's where uh, ChatGPT really took off, I think. That's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, what you said earlier about writing a listing about your own house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what would you have put in here to do that? Um, I'm not going to say my home address. No, no, no. Yeah. Our, our well, okay, here. so let yeah, me but, ask you this. Did you have to say your home address yeah. or put that in, or, yes. or will it find you? Yes. No, it won't find you. I mean, not yet. <laughs> Let's see. Let's, yeah. Um, where does Sean... Terrell. If this comes back, I'm going to live in <laughs> Smithville, Missouri. It might be able to find your address. I can't. Oh, right. yeah, it's not, that request. Yeah. Oh, all right. That's yeah. good. So, <laughs> so now type the address here, 2820 Northwest right. Berry Road. There you go. 
Okay. Road, Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, yeah. Write me a listing present or a listing description. This is really what it's for, not just asking random questions. Yes. So, yeah. Certainly. Here's a description. This charming property located in a desirable neighborhood offering both convenience and tranquil setting. And it, it's writing paragraph after paragraph after yeah. paragraph. Oh, this is a weird. We don't have a chef's dream kitchen here, do we? Yeah. <laughs> we did <laughs> when it was a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, at one time. Yeah, it used to be a restaurant. So now you can put in there, we no longer have a, sh- a, a chef's dream. You know, we no longer have a, what, restaurant kitchen. This is no longer a restaurant. This is a real estate yeah. and auction business. So now you're modifying your prompt. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I apologize for the confusion. <laughs> yeah, present. And now here's a whole new listing description. Yep. Boasting a insert square footage space, the property offers a blank canvas for customization, allowing for various commercial vendors. Yeah. Contact. Yeah. Yeah. So now you can say, make this three paragraphs with three SEO optimized headings. Graphs with SEO optimized headings. Let's see what it does. Yeah. Certainly. Here's paragraph one. Paragraph one. Prime commercial space in Kansas City. Versatile layout and excellent visibility. Yeah. This is true. Paragraph three. Unbeatable location and access. Is that not amazing or what? Yeah. Yeah, folks, I know that you can't see this if you're listening right now, but I will tell you that uh, what what we're utilizing and how agile this program is um, changing those prompts, as Jim pointed out, it literally has spit out now three paragraphs. And the paragraph headings are prime commercial space in Kansas City, and it's got the address, versatile layout, excellent visibility, and it's got a nice paragraph unbeatable location and access and it's got a paragraph and then it uh it finishes out with a short one or two line paragraph at the bottom so this is uh and notes at the bottom from chat chat gpt saying please note while this is optimized for search engines it's essential to conduct further research and adjust the content yeah yeah so, so it kind of covers its idea. butt yeah. at the yeah. end and says hey you know here's what hey, we by found the way, but here's my still, disclaimer. Yeah. still make sure it's accurate you yeah. know you may need to do more research but but you can see how this is a fascinating tool and for it's done real estate agents it's done all of that in less than a minute or two yeah churned all that out oh so absolutely it's it's just it's tremendous yeah now there are a few gotchas in this all right so um there are algorithms out there that are designed to check whether or not oh yeah this is written by an ai, AI. bot mm-hmm. and so you can imagine the the concern that google might have you know talking search engine optimization uh they want google is in the business of presenting to you meaningful search results that um you can consume that is their product to you is meaningful results yeah okay okay if um and one of google's concerns is if your site is doing nothing but producing ai generated content it would not be too difficult for a website developer to just spit out ai generated content yeah absolutely they and and there are ai companies out there that write um code also so you can literally make your entire website from AI. Like oh yeah, I went in there once. Like I from needed the head, like the, yeah. just the layout of your of everything, every little part of it. I needed a macro for my mm-hmm. Excel worksheet. Yeah, and I said I need a Visual Basic macro macro for Excel, and I wanted to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, spit it out. It yeah. just gave me code. So, but that but the point being though is that Google does not want to serve those pages because that's not meaningful content. That's sure. not yeah. someone with yeah, yeah. a human being behind it that is actually representing a business. Okay, where's the gotcha here? If you just do this, if you were to just copy that and drop it into one of these sniffers, it would probably be 60 70% likely that 
it would probably detect it, it between 60 70% mm-hmm. likely that this is AI. Okay. And Google is applying or will apply those kind of algorithms to our content mm-hmm. and they will lower the value of your page SEO wise. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how do you deal with that? Well, you would take this that we did with the three paragraphs and the headings and everything. And you go in there and say, you know what? You use it as a guide. This is just a guide. These are really great ideas. I really like what the AI spit out at me. I'm going to rewrite it. Going to rewrite it yourself. Rewrite it yourself. Make Restructure it. Yes. Yeah. But the content's right there in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Now I just have to repurpose that content. Yeah. 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 And there are tools, like I said, and you can look them up. Um, uh, AI detectors, uh, oh, yeah. and you can copy and paste whatever content it's you want. It's huge in college. You know, I've got a kid in college right now, but that's a huge problem um, in any writing class or yeah. any kind of English class. That's the other application to that. Yeah, like, I mean, people are, are getting busted left and right right now for not actually doing the work, just saying, hey, I need a report on Charlemagne and whatever, you know, yeah. or this war. Re- and you get a report like with X amount of words, whatever yeah. you want, it sends it to you. I read an article the other day where there was a university that is starting to force people to handwrite all their papers now yeah. because of that. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, they're just saying, hey, great, you get the content anywhere you want, but you're going to learn it while you're handwriting it. And that's how you have to turn it in. <laughs> that's not bad, actually. <laughs> Um, well, it goes back to my whole thing about the project I was working on, right? And I got done having AI write my project for me, and I'm like, I don't even know what it, this is. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing. You know? That's a problem. Yeah, you don't, problem. you don't want to start handing out degrees that were earned on an, uh, an AI program, and then the, the student out there really never learned anything. Never yeah. really learned anything yeah. other than how to efficiently and effectively use chat GPT. Right? And there's recent headlines, and I forget which one it was, but there was a recent headline where an AI basically was somebody's lawyer. Somebody was using AI to defend them in court, mm. <laughs> and the judge had to throw it out because it was too good. Oh, wow. It was too good. The other the the uh, other side of the aisle mm-hmm. at the at the hearing, they they didn't like that. Um, it was too good. So crazy stuff like that. Uh, the AI, you know, another headline: AI passes the bar exam. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it, things like that. So, but that is the that is the um, the gotcha, the big gotcha there is that with the content you use, uh, make sure that you are very careful with it. Make sure it's accurate. Make sure that it's got your own voice in it. And then there's even ways you can look up prompts for this. I don't, I'll bet you didn't know this. You can make up, design your prompts such that even the AI-generated content will pass the AI sniffers. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Well, there's other ways, like all these college kids, there's so many AI writing tools out there that you can take that plug, just say, rewrite this for me in a different chat GPT program. It's not chat GPT, but there's 15 or 20 of them now and just have it rewritten seven times. So it doesn't look like it literally just was spit out. You know, it, it, you can just have, keep having new programs, rewrite it and eventually it looks like you wrote it well what i've learned those filters go away because it can't follow that many programs rewriting stuff and what i've learned on this is that uh these ai bot sniffers okay they are looking for a certain cadence to the speech Mm -hmm. and certain rhythm that was in the writing okay and so what you do is you prompt it to have a casual cadence or uh, and i and, and those kind of prompts. And, and you all you have to do is go in there. I need AI. Uh, um, I need a AI prompt that will help me pass uh, AI sniffers. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. And you can find prompts for that online uh, that you put in front of your project. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best way to really handle this, though, is because you to your other point, we don't want to dumb ourselves down, right? We don't want to throw stuff out there that we don't know what we did. That's it. Yeah. Right? That's the, the yeah. real danger here is that I put up a listing, I copied and pasted this content, and I really don't know what it is, what it says. 
And then someone comes to you and calls you and says, hey, I'm talking about that listing that has the extravagant uh, outdoor kitchen. Oh, it did? (laughs) Yeah. I typed in while you were talking, is it legal to sever the air rights from the surface in Oklahoma? Now, I already know the answer to that. In 2016, there was a state statute paste that has made that um, uh, a state statute that was... uh, was, um, Passed passed into law, thank you. And it has made that illegal to do. You can't sever the air rights from the surface in Oklahoma. They're one of the states that adopted this, and there's a name for it. So the response from Chat GPT says, "Look, I'm not a legal expert, you know, regarding uh, air rights and the jurisdiction, state by state." Second paragraph talks about what the concept of severing air rights from the ownership is, just so you know. And then the third one says that to ensure you're in compliance with the Oklahoma state laws, crucial to consult with a legal professional and stuff. So it's, it has positioned itself where it's really not saying, it's not answering the question. Yeah. Is it legal or not? I said, I'm not going to answer that. I'm going to give you a bunch of insight. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, now if we regenerate that response. Sorry about that. We'll just see, and we're looking for something specific in there that... Um, Generally recognizes the separation of surface rights, which allows the transfer of each independently. However, the law is less clear on the issue of severing. Yeah, we're getting the same kind of a response yeah. a second yeah. time. Well, so yeah. this is this is where it's... I think it's going to protect its flank out there also and, and say, listen, we're, you know, we're not an attorney, you... But I'll give you some concepts of this is general practices and, and reasonably acceptable stuff. Go consult with your attorney. Yeah, and that's probably yeah. safe anyway. But uh, there now this kind of brushes onto the subject topic of this. So uh, there have been early on, and I, and I think they're probably fixing most of it, there have been ways to break that to get behind mm-hmm. the legalese, the, 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 the what it, you know where the where it's protecting itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I'm so, sure if you just typed yes or no on the same question, it would probably answer you. But there's a way to <laughs> break that to jailbreak it is mm-hmm. the term. Um, so one thing to understand uh, is that political stuff. You know your political stance, whether it's right or left or whatever. Uh, you could the. Uh, the bot itself, it, it has a particular political leaning. Well, and yeah. and yeah. you can go in, and it used to be you could break and get behind it. Um, I don't know if you can anymore, but you would. It used to be though that you would ask it uh, about a particular political candidate. You know, tell me some uh, tell me some of the mistakes of a particular political candidate, and it would say, uh, "Oh, well, this candidate uh, has done this and is doing an exceptionally job here and." Um, I don't get into political speech. Yeah. Nice. Something like that. Yeah. Then it would, then you would say, all right, the same question for an opposing mm-hmm. political candidate. And it would just tell things. you everything yeah. negative yeah. about this candidate. Yeah. So it has its obvious leanings. Yeah. They turn that off. They figured out the people figured that out and they turn that off. But there's still a way. There has been a way of the jail. I don't know how to do it, how to basically jailbreak it and get behind all of that to yeah. get the real statistics. You've got to figure that out for us. Well, yeah, I mean, we I, need I, the real stuff. <laughs> Jack of all trades. We need, you to, we need you to crack the code, brother. <laughs> and there's, there's also other things like Twitter tried their own AI um, bot that would just post like random things, but it got real racist real fast. So they had to turn it off. Like it just was picking wow. up kind of the tenor of, of what w- it was seeing around it and just spitting it back out full force, yeah, you know, like see. it would see like the general consensus. And it was, it was around the time of like all the MLB and all, you know, all of that stuff or BLM. Sorry guys. Yeah. Um, Major but, league baseball. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah, that's what the it was. black, the black lives matter. Damn those baseball like teams. <laughs> but then it just started on, on Twitter on its platform when they turned it on, I think it was on for a few hours, and they had to turn it back off because it just started spewing profane, profanities and, and racism out there. Well, that's, you know, that's, that's one what th- it saw. That's, that's what it was pulling in. That's data. one thing I would say about um, about a, a, a virtual program, a digital yeah. program or something. There's, it, it's, it's not, it would not tend to be 
um, sympathetic or, no. or compassionate. Yeah. I mean, it's all data driven. Mm-hmm. It's data driven so, with so statistics. It's, it's a robot, right? Yeah. And and the robot just says, oh, you know, here's the based on everything I know. Here's the answer. Yeah. It doesn't care if the answer is yeah. cold or hot. It's just the answer is the answer. So. Yeah, it just goes right back to that. It's just a database applying statistics and spitting out a, a, a conclusion. So yeah. let me ask you guys something. Do you yes. find yourselves talking to, like, typing stuff into chat GPT just out of curiosity and, like, it's answering questions right now? I almost feel like... This could, it, it could also be a little bit of a time waster just out of curiosity. It's like, yeah. if you go back into the 80s, yeah. this is like maybe the new Magic 8 Ball right now. It's like, uh, you know, uh, am I going to get to go out on a date this week? <laughs> You're shaking your magic. <laughs> Chances are not good. <laughs> I actually don't like it. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, you don't like I really GPT. don't like it. Um, I love ChatGPT. There are aspects. So I actually view it as a tool. We've got a love-hate uh, relationship yeah, going on yeah. across Truly. the table. It's, it's, uh, I view it as a tool. Like, for instance, for example, I did need some legalese for a stipulation for somebody. Yeah. And, um, and so it was a nice tool. I don't speak legalese. I don't mm-hmm. understand that world at all. But ChatGPT does in some form or fashion. So... I saw it as a tool, but where the end result of all of this goes, uh, it does. I don't like it. And that's, that's the part that's, you know, and so for me, it's not addictive at all. It's just a tool. Just a tool. And yeah. I mean, I'm using and it now, the same point, way Jim is. And now counterpoint, we're going to bring Trina yeah. in. <laughs> so I'm using it the same way Jim is. I'm not using it to ask questions that I can just Google and find the answers to. That's not what this is for. It's to write interesting It's doing a good job. It's answering questions. Yeah, but that's literally not what the tool's for. It's answering questions based on things, but it's not actually answering questions as you're seeing. It's saying, I legally can't answer. I'm not a legal bot. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to try something. Here, let me... me, So I'm I'm asking it, hey, write me a Facebook post. Hey, write me a a blog article. Things like that, which is what it's really for, is to write things for you. I'm going to try what percentage of of homes homes, uh, sold last year in the U.S. All right. Now, that's a That's a question. Let's see what it comes back with. I apologize, but I don't have access to real time data because it's it's a bot. It's made to write copy for you. It's not finished. Uh, so it's telling you to go to NARF, right? Yeah. Where to where to publish. Those statistics. It's telling you to go to Google and find the answer. So that is <laughs> one what thing, it's telling you to do. So that is one thing, though, that it hasn't been turned on to actual internet yet. It's just mm-hmm. been fed a bunch of data from the internet. Now I just hit a regenerate one more time. Yeah. According to the National Association of Realtors, approximately 5.64 million existing homes were sold in the U.S. in 2021. That's not last year, but that's the year before. However, the number only represents a portion of the overall housing market, and that's because uh, there's a lot of uh, real estate professionals that are not realtors or members of NAR. Yeah. So if you go into Google and you type that exact same question. Yep. It takes you to NAR. It's going to take you to NAR. Total of (laughs) 6.1 million housing transactions completed in the year, up from 5.6 million in 2020. Those numbers are not too far apart. Yeah. Now do this. So the, what the but my point of that is is I I'm going to argue that I think you can ask questions to Chat GPT yeah. and it's pulling this data and statistic. Maybe it's instead of just answering the question, it's putting it in narrative form. Mm-hmm. But all Google's going to do is it's not going to give you the answer. It's going to point you to a website that'll have the answer. Yeah. But I mean, you didn't click on the statistic. Uh, link there you just read that's a right. total of six point like there's you know when we go to this though we're leaving google yeah, yeah this yeah. is this is a different website that's giving well, you the answer yeah right? i mean google's literally just yeah yeah that's right search engine though so now there are these things down here that people like how many homes were sold in the u.s yeah. last year and it's if you open questions. those up it's going to cite another site there's statistica yeah. again so yeah. anyhow go ahead jim well the the other I was just going to give you another project to do, and that was, you know, you're talking about a magic gate ball. Uh, write me a program in C Sharp that mimics the magic gate ball. Yeah. And it'll it'll spit out the code for you. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. 
uh, write me uh, code, a program. There you go, in C sharp, C pound sign. There you go. Um, that will mimic the magic eight ball. Is that right, mimic? Yep, M-I-M-I-C, the magic eight ball. What's fascinating to me is it'll it'll know what the magic yep. eight ball There's is. There's all your commands. Mm-hmm. And it's coming up with the code. That is amazing. Folks, it's literally writing code in front of us right now on a screen. So mm-hmm. that... Uh, and oh, there's all the your answers. There's all the answers. It is That's certain. Hilarious. It is you certain. Is decidedly, it. Yeah, it, see, the is fascinating. Nice. Think of what all went into this thing. Don't count on it. I used to get that one a lot. <laughs> <laughs> think of all what went into this thing. ChatGPT knew what a Magic 8 ball is. Yes. Mm-hmm. It knew what C Sharp is as a code. Yes. And so C Sharp is one of the programming languages and that I love. And it didn't just know what Magic 8 Ball was. It actually dissected that thing and knows not, it it, it knew like the what answers. it was, conceptually yeah. what it was, but like all of the answers all and how it was used. And, and, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, and then it spit out the code for you. Well, where do we go from here? You know, what's the future of this? How does it fit into real estate? How does it fit into the auction industry? Yeah. I mean, Tell me the best three applications today for ChatGPT between both of you, Trina and, and Jim. What's the what's the top three things that if you were a broker or auctioneer, you could use it for right now to help uh, with everyday task? Well, I think the one we've already brought, talked about, and that is to write me marketing, uh, f- marketing yeah, voiced, yeah. marketing themed description of mm-hmm. whatever it is. Okay, maybe I've got a toy. Name an old toy car, you know. Uh, I've got a like Ertl, these little Ertl yeah, they're car. little Ertl cars, right? Um, and you would just give it its its prompt. It's got a few scratches, um, the plastic window's missing, um, but it rolls and it's in good shape, you know. Um, and it's of uh, this style car. I need a, a description of this lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and so that's a handy use for it. And then if it comes out and you read it and you're like, okay, that's close, you can modify the you prompts. You can modify the prompts. Yes. Yeah. Same thing with housing, with with residential, you know, selling a home. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's auctioneering or, or listing. Mm-hmm. Traditional. And then if you're doing that, do you recommend that people go in and still modify that listing, just rewrite yes. uh, the copy in there to make it sound like it was written by a human? So it's giving you all the data, and it's in paragraph form. Just go restructure the paragraphs and make sure that it looks like something you would have written right. instead of automatically generated. So, because what's kind of going to come out from ChatGPT are, are things that you hadn't thought of. Yeah, and and some of it will be accurate, some of it will not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you just go through it and modify it to make it your own, and using it as a guide, as a tool. Uh, the other thing that uh, I already mentioned, too, is that there are um, tools out there that can take your images. They can tell that, oh, this is the front door. Mm-hmm. You can say, hey, you know, there's a front door of this. These are pictures from such and such address. Uh, okay, this is the front door. This is the kitchen. This is the master bedroom. And it'll it'll put captions for each one of those pictures for you. Yeah. yeah. So that, that and... Um, Sometimes, you know, as we said, we can work into it, try to find general ideas for what an auction price might be or or listing price. Now, that's going to be a little more sketchy, but it, you know, it can give you some general yeah. ideas, I think. Yeah. I was actually playing with a program, too, that was a room design program. And you literally take a picture of an empty room and it puts furniture in there for you. <laughs> yes. So like I've staging and things like that, that'd be amazing for real estate or, you know, those kind of things. I've seen also on Zillow and things like that, me forever looking for homes um, or for a new home or a new property. I've seen um, just like a little disclaimer on some photos that it's been virtually staged. And I think they're using that a program that, that virtually stages it, but the programs I've looked at, I literally take a photo of an empty room 
And it puts it in there for me. I don't have to like go find and clip out and yeah. put it in the room where I might want it. It just does it for me. And I assume if it's virtually staging it and you don't like the way that the yeah, you furniture is, then you say just stage it again. Response. Stage it yeah, again. Exactly. Yeah. And then finally it's like, okay, I like that. That's yeah. the image I want to use. Well, I'm you seeing a lot some, of that in the MLS right yeah. now where they're virtually staging some empty Which is homes. Fun. Yeah. Here's something creepy is that you can take it even a step further. I don't recommend this. And say, okay, here's a picture of me. Put me in the living room. Yeah, yeah. And that gets really creepy. <laughs> there's some uh, there's some image, uh, AI image programs. Those These are pay-for sites. I don't subscribe mm-hmm. to any of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can say, I want a picture of Sean Terrell wearing... Slow a, down. Wearing a Barney costume. Uh, Barney Fife. <laughs> no, Barney the dinosaur. Okay, wearing a Barney the dinosaur costume, riding a riding a bull with a unicorn horn on it. Oh, I've and got it will great... design it for you. All right, <laughs> don't Barney. don't do that. That's, she's taking notes over here. She's writing stuff down. I'm taking her laptop away from her after this show's over. What was the last thing that you said? Uh, uh, riding a bull with a unicorn horn. <laughs> This but show, no, but the thing is that yeah, this, this show has hit the hit the wall, hit the lows. Yeah, it's hit the low spot. <laughs> no, but the thing is though is that you can literally have a program uh, go to a pay for site, give yeah. it some images. Now put me in the living room, yeah. and it'll do it for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's also some cool voiceover stuff out there too that I I like playing with. Um, it'll insert like digital voices for you. You just type a sentence in it, and it doesn't sound like a computer. No. At all. It sounds, you can say, tell my kid a story and type the story in, and it's like an old lady telling a story. It's crazy. Or I want Ronald Reagan telling yeah. my kid a story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that would be pretty cool because I'm a huge <laughs> Ronald Reagan fan. That, that guy was first class. Yeah, but it's but think of the implications there. So there's, that's where I get into the scary stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's the whole thing with Bruce Willis recently. There's some Russian commercial that he was on, quote unquote, but it wasn't him. They literally stole his face and put him in an AI commercial. Mm. And he didn't get any kind of payment for it. He got nothing out of the deal. And he was like, that's not me. How'd you do that? And it's all AI generated. They made a yeah. whole commercial with him in it. Yikes. Yeah. Die hard? No, I mean, no. <laughs> it might have been for a battery of some kind. I don't know. I don't know what it was <laughs> for, but I know batteries. that was a legal, a, a recent legal case. It might have case. been for a battery. And yeah. I mean, we talked earlier about music. So maybe you have a, a listing video and you have AI create just random music. And it's not copyrighted music, folks. No. It's like it's your made music. out of scratch from nothing, from yeah. thin air. And you can put it as just a background soundtrack to your listing video. Yeah. Why not? I think it's cool. Some crazy stuff, stuff we're heading fun. into. Chad GPT. Well, we got to keep this conversation going on artificial intelligence. Yeah. It's only going to get stronger. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's only going to continue to learn and adapt and to uh, and to get used and utilized a lot more in business today. Yeah. And I, I think anybody would be a fool not to expect that uh, yeah, coming. Good. That is that is going to be by far and away, one of the number one utilized tools in in business uh, and trade in the future is yeah. going to be the use of artificial intelligence because it's um, it can be more productive. It can work at a much faster rate. It could become more reliable over time, mm-hmm. and it uh, it can take out some of the human error. Yeah, you know, once it's once it's to that level. But I think that we're still right now. It's it's so early. It's the wild you know, west right now. It's it like is. the beginning of the internet and all the stupid pages that were all bright colors and uh, <laughs> what's that font like the crayon font and all of that. And there was no regulation. There was none of that. Right now, that's where we're at. Yeah. Right now, there's also the the uh, the CEO of Chat GPT is headed to Congress this week to talk about safeguards and and things like that. So it's about to kind of not be the wild west anymore it's going to get regulated perhaps heavily i think so <laughs> perhaps i, think I, don't, I don't i think you know uh, the one the the cool news is that wow we got computers that are that are almost thinking like human beings mm-hmm. 
unfortunately, it's here to stay. Yeah, it ain't going nowhere. And uh, that, and I mean that. Unfortunately, I don't. I don't see. Well, I don't see this ending well. <laughs> well, think opinion. about all the people right now, in the it's late nice '80s and early '90s that were like, "Oh, internet, no, 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 what is this stuff?" And yeah, I yeah. mean, they were afraid of what. It was turns out happen, they may have been. They may have been right. Actually. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe looking back, if we, you know, if we got rid of social, maybe things would have been a little better. But I asked my in-laws one time because they, you know, I've. Um, all of my in-laws are Mennonites, and yeah. they, they don't have televisions. They don't have radios. And yeah. I, I said, you know, do you do you, you can't really miss it because they, they've never it's had everywhere. it. Most yeah. of them never yeah. had it from the time that they were children. They just, they didn't, they know what it is. They've been in my house. They've seen it on, but they just tend to ignore it. And um, my father-in-law, for example, he'll say, you know, when's the last time that there was something on or you, you really needed to know or and and he said, and when's the last time there was something on there that you didn't need to know? You didn't need to be. He said, I'm going to guess one greatly outweighs the other. And yeah. and uh, he said, we get information from the newspaper. You know, we talk to each other. We we yeah. find out find what's out going on. He's 100 percent oil on your car from the newspaper, Sean. They're you taught that YouTube. So they actually, you know, the one thing I mean, that they do that, that a lot of other people in uh, on this planet right now are not good at doing. They're great communicators. Yeah, they actually sit down and have a conversation yeah. with each other. And I, you know, I'll get on my soapbox where I I have seen in a living room. Um, my own kids, my own son and daughter, were texting each other across the room one time, <laughs> and they're sitting in the same damn room. And I was like, "Why don't you put your phones down, and talk to each other?" No, I just wanted to show him something. I was looking at something else, you know. And this it's video, like, it's crazy. Yeah, I wanted to see but, this video. But you guys are sitting in the same room. You don't even communicate, and that is, to your point, that is how they learn to do things. They teach each other how to do things by this right here, what we're doing right now. Yeah. We're having a great communication. Yeah, my daughter uh, will would. We're all my daughter, my wife, and I are sitting in the living room. My daughter is texting my wife, and my and my wife, and and I'm realizing she's texting her because it's something that she doesn't want me to hear. Want to hear. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mom, she's, can I go here? Don't tell that. Don't tell him he's three feet from you right now. She's don't been let all see covert. Your <laughs> but that's technology, you know. And it, anyway, we could go down that rabbit hole too. Yeah. Just technology, period. Because yeah. it just dawned on me the other day. You know, I just moved from the city to the country. Yeah. You know, a couple of years ago. And it dawned on me as I'm working to make my farm, I want to be self-sustaining, yeah. you know, growing my own stuff, yeah. my own meat and my own, uh, you know, potatoes, the whole thing. And it dawned on me, we don't need money. The only reason why we need money is because there's a government out there that has dictated that something. That says I have to pay says, for things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, in, but in the grand scheme of things, we don't need money. We don't need technology. We just need to know how to live off the land. Yeah. And that's why when I look at AI and I look at where it's going and the landscape and everything, I see it today as a valuable tool that can have, uh, that can make some aspects of my work easier, can make some aspects of real estate, uh, writing contracts and, and, and uh, descriptions and images and all of that. It can make life easier. But ultimately, it's just a tool, and i I have to I have to compartmentalize it like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's smart. You know, I, I I think it's smart, and we, you know, we uh, we can utilize it, but also keep a a, a a good perspective on the fundamentals of business. And I'll yeah. tell you something interesting about the military. Whenever GPS came along, and we were starting to lay howitzers by satellite and everything. We still taught the conventional method of getting your compass out and stuff. And the reason for that is, is there, there's a gyro, you know, on these self-propelled howitzers that one bullet to that thing and it's gone. Mm -hmm. And now you can't function as a, as an artillery battery. You can't mm -hmm. actually lay the howitzer unless you know how to do what's called conventional lay. And that's where you go back and get the compass out and set the azimuth, set the aiming circle up and yeah. find your azimuth. And, Two clicks so. to the left. <laughs> but, yeah. but the reality is, is we can, it's that dependency. We've made yeah. full circle. You know, you talk about the, the movie Idiocracy. The guy may not have been too far off. <laughs> yeah. We have to be careful that we don't become so... Uh, dependent and create so much dependency out there that we regress into a state of um, our, uh, an inability to take care of ourselves. And so we yeah. and so yeah. we wax philosophical. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
Jim, this is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being on it. And we'd love to have you back on the show. You know, this has been close to an hour right now, and it's been a great conversation. But let's uh, let's figure out how to approach this from a different angle. And on future shows, we'll talk more about uh, ChatGPT, AI, some of the new programs that Trina brought up, mm-hmm. and how we can maybe institute those in the real estate and auction business at the broker owner level to uh, to help them facilitate their business a little bit more faster, a little more efficiently, and, and increase productivity. Yeah. That would be an interesting conversation. Yeah, it would be a good one. Well, I think we definitely touched on it today, and maybe yeah. we can drill into it a little bit more and say, hey, here's three or five productivity tools that, you know, and, and some new apps out here that you can use that incorporate this technology. Happy to do it. Yeah, well, this has been great. We appreciate you being in the studio with us. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this episode. We'll see you next time inside the cell ring. Thank you for joining us for today's show. To access all resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesalering.com now. We appreciate your feedback and encourage you to share the show with other industry pros like yourself. Join us next time as we meet you inside The Sale Ring.